I'm Bianca, and I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial. I am Arnisha, Generation X. And I'm Micah, the Boomer. We, we are, are Day Talk. Talk. Four women, four generations, and four unique points of view. Hello, this is Dame Micah, and I have a huge smile on my face right now because we have our first African-American, Asian woman, vice president elect, Kamala Harris. Oh my gosh. So literally, yes, last night I, I watched her victory speech and I was a, a, a little emotional and I'm not the most emotional person I have to admit but that really got to me just seeing her stand up there saying the things that she was saying knowing she went to eight to Howard at HBCU knowing that her parents were both immigrants that her trajectory in uh, being a senator now and, and, and you know what she did as attorney general in, in California I mean People have their opinions about some of her decisions, some of the things she's done, but you cannot take away the fact that this woman is brilliant. She right. is, has a presence be, like no other, and she claims and owns all of who she is. Mm -hmm. And that's all you can really ask for sometimes in a person and a politician is that they embrace who they are. And then they also say, I wanna help those like me. I want those like me to see me here and want to be me one day. So for me, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna be vice president, but the fact that I see her there, like that was motivating to me. I'm like, you know what? I hope more people look at her, more organizations and say, you know what? We need more women of color here in our organization leading us the way Kamala is gonna lead America. So like I said, Huge smile on my face. I mean, I, I had a couple of glasses of champagne last night. I'm not going to lie. So, but I'm here today to still be very energetic and happy about us being here to talk about sensitive topics, finding common ground, knowing the history that we've been through these last few years, and looking ahead at the future and how we can come together and be much more united and much more at peace. I think that's really what I look for, is like, how do we become more at peace? And sometimes it just means addressing what we need to address and moving on and, and just being human and caring about each other. So Dames, okay, I'm getting off my soapbox. I'm, I'm just gonna sit here and be happy about Kamala, but tell me, you know, what do you guys think about this whole, you know, sensitive topics and, you know, finding common ground? What's your thoughts around it? Well, I think it's, it's, we were talking uh, before we started recording about how there are a lot of topics that have been kind of traditionally sensitive in the workplace that um, either kind of continue to be um, or some things I think we, in 2020, I think a lot of, a lot of workplaces, a lot of organizations are, are talking about race in a way that a lot of them have never talked about before. Um, and so I think that's, that's a topic that has been traditionally kind of a sensitive topic, but is one that we actually very much should be speaking openly about, um, you know, in the workplace. 
And then I think we also talked about, you know, politics is one that more and more people are feeling very divided about, but feeling very passionate about. Um, so is that something that we should talk about at the workplace? Is it not? How do we kind of navigate that? Um, and then of course there are other, other areas too. Um, but with those ones kind of like top of mind, I think it's also a question of like, what is really sensitive these days and why, and you know, what is, and shouldn't be talked about maybe, and what is sensitive versus like, we just, we got to get it out there. We got to talk about it, um, to work through it. Yeah. So I feel like even, even just discussing this is, is as we were talking about before we were, were recording, it's difficult because everybody is in such a different professional situation. Everyone's in, has a different group of people around them. And um, like you guys were saying, you don't necessarily have no people that you work with that think that have different, um, extremely different opinions than you. Um, and, you know, most people I know um, are, I, I think probably have similar opinions to me, but I also work for the federal government, uh, or at least, you know, and my program has placed me with uh, people that work for the federal government. And we got a lot of training about things that we cannot say about politics um, in the workforce because of the nature of, you know, working for the federal um, institution. So yeah, it's, it's, um, I, what Arnisha was saying, what I'd, I'd be um, interested to talk about first is times when you can just say, oh, let's not talk about this, you know? So, um, and I don't know if you want to jump into that a bit more, but I, I was kind of asking Arnisha, asking all the dames, like, if someone starts saying something to you and, and even if it just hinges, like you hear that everybody knows that little twinge of a comment that somebody makes that you're like, Ooh, I know what you're getting at. I don't want to engage, but I kind of do want to engage. And I like, are we going to do this little dance of like, I'm implying things, you're implying things, or do we just say, you know what? I don't want to talk about this. Um, yeah. And how do we do that? <laughs> See, I, I, I think that when it's a sensitive, um, a sensitive topic that is um, not work related, right? Because now a lot of companies are doing sensitivity training and it's become work related, right? Um, but when it's not work related, if it's just a cooler around the cooler i mean nobody's around the cooler now because of covid but if it's just you just kind of hanging out and just talking to people and then it it becomes a you know a, a political conversation i think it's completely okay to say you know i'm really not comfortable talking about this and ending the conversation and, and walking away from it um because if it, if it's going to be something that ends up making you very emotional you are in the workplace right so if it's going to be something that ends up making you very emotional one or um so how do i say this just almost brings you out of character because it goes somewhere personal for you i don't know how much it benefits you in the workplace for that to be for that to be shown right it's completely different if you guys are it's after work and you guys are going to grab a drink or grab a coffee but it's not a professional setting and you are you you're all out together and that's very different right but to me when you're in the workplace then you have to always remember where you are and that your company had you're an employee and that if there are topics that are not work related that you think are going to perhaps not um 
might bring might i'll put it this way there's a work side right there's a work professional side of you that you would be and it's different when you're in a more personal setting right when you're around your family and friends or even just in a less formal environment you might just you, you're a lot less formal you say things differently you you uh, interact with people differently when you are in the workplace to me it's always important to remember that you're in the workplace you're, you're, you're there, even with your colleagues. Now, I'm, I tend to be kind of conservative about things like this, but even going out for drinks after work with my colleagues, I would watch what I would say, right? Because again, it's not something that, it's still work-related, e even though it's not there, it's not in the office, it could get back to my supervisor, it could get back to someone else, and it might um, present me in a light that I don't want that to be attached to me from a professional perspective. I might feel very passionately about that, but it's not something that I should have to share uh, at work or have to share with my colleagues, even in a casual setting, if it's not something that's going to benefit me professionally. I think it's really interesting what you just said there, uh, Arnisha, on it's not something I have to share. I think for me, I feel really comfortable, you know, with colleagues that I know well, or in a, in a, in a, in a space that is, we've been using at work a lot, this idea of a brave space, as opposed to a safe space. And so um, a brave space being one that, that you can share things like your opinions and you, you know, you can take those risks um, and have that be, you know, welcome to everyone. And so I think in those scenarios, then, you know, I maybe do want to share you know, what I, you know, what my beliefs are and have those conversations. And certainly like for me, um, if I'm out, you know, for drinks with colleagues, I probably am saying any number of things that I sh shouldn't be saying or wouldn't be saying, you know, in the middle of a meeting, but like, um, but I think there's this, like, there's also this boundary of, of, of feeling like you, you have to share something, um, you know, and I've certainly been in situations where, you know, we're going around, around the room and it's, you know, how's everyone doing? You know, I think especially with like COVID this year and a lot of different, you know, the election and a lot of different um, stressful scenarios, we've had a lot of conversations around, um, you know, how's everyone doing? And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, I'm okay. That's, that's all I, that's all I want to share today. And, you know, there have been some people who I think want to like dig into that and be like, well, are, are you really okay? And it's like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm comfortable sharing right now. <laughs> I welcome everyone else to share you know, whatever's on their mind and whatever they feel comfortable with, but like, you can't, yeah, you can't put people on the spot and feel like, you know, you have to in be involved in those conversations. Like, it has to be like a willing, uh, um, consensual conversation that people are having and not feeling that like forced, you know, deep sharing. Right. And you I mean, because there are always going to be people who, are confident, I mean, com not confident, but are comfortable sharing everything about themselves, right? Mm -hmm. There are always people in the workplace that are like truly open books. And sometimes it's like TMI, you know? <laughs> I, I really didn't need to know that, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but, but I do think that, you know, each one of us has our own right to determine what you want to be, what you want to participate in in a conversation, you know, or not when it's a sensitive topic, you know? You should be able to determine if that's something you want to be involved in. Well, even recently, I had an informational interview with someone, and they made reference to, you know, what was happening in the election. This, this was just a couple of days ago. And, you know, and I think they made some assumptions about me, but I couldn't make assumptions about them because I'd never talked to them before. Right. 
So I tried to like dance around that when they were like, oh yeah, this is, you know, and I'm like, I'm assuming you mean you want Biden to win. I don't really know. So I just, mm -hmm, you know, I didn't. And I think that's one thing is you cannot make assumptions about people. Like mm -hmm. you see me as a black woman and you're going to assume I'm part of the 92% or 96% that voted for Biden, but maybe I wasn't, you know, like, so, but I was, but no, but just, um, but so don't also be careful about making assumptions about people, especially in the workplace. And, you know, don't be the one to initiate something just because you think a certain way. And Good point. I, yeah. So. Definitely. I think the assumptions thing is big. And something that we were also talking about a bit before um, we started recording is you can also sort of choose your level of engagement um, with, with people that make sort of those little comments making assumptions about you you can also like I, I like that idea that you can just be like you know what i feel like we're hinging on something that makes me uncomfortable talking about so let's move away from that topic i like that a lot or you can choose to be like well you know go deeper into that why do you think that way i'm just i want to hear and i want to hear your perspective because i liked what we were the discussion we were having earlier is that no matter what people think they are human beings and there has to be some level of common ground that we all have and you know we were saying before like certain things that are essential to being a person like you know education you know getting people's children educated is all no one's going to disagree with that um having food to eat that's you know that stuff like that the really basic things just to remember those and and to not make assumptions about others and um to to i think choose what you mm -hmm. do go into and not go into are all really important things to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when you're thinking about that common ground too, you could also think about like, how do I bring this back to like the work we're doing? Yeah. You know, and like whether it's like, it's, you know, an, uh, you know, a purpose-driven organization where you've, you've got a mission where, you know, ideally, hopefully you all believe in that mission. Right. Um, or it's, you know, any kind of, it's a corporate job or whatever it might be. I think trying to bring that conversation back to, what are we all trying to achieve together in this workplace? Like that could be a good way to kind of, in those circumstances where like maybe you don't actually, you, you don't wanna go down that road of having that conversation, um, bringing it back to, to an area where, cause it, you know, I think even, even if we're thinking about things like education or you know, healthcare or food or anything like that, those are things that, that feel like they could be common ground, but like you don't also always know. And so trying to bring it back to something that like, <laughs> yeah, like you totally know is a is a common ground is like the work that you're you're working together on. Yeah. I think I was actually before you said that I was thinking about some people's work does have to hinge upon topics that sometimes will just be controversial. Um and even so for example, I work for a conservation focused organization and we have a lot of volunteers that come in and help us do, we cut down vegetation around trails. Um, basically it's, it's to prevent wildfires, our work. And that would seem like something that every, you're like, everybody wants to prevent wildfires. No one wants to do it. Um, no one wants wildfires to happen, right? But there is always some conversation surrounding these work days that we have with these volunteers I work with a group of volunteers every week that are all over the age of 65. So there's a wide variety of, 
um, you know, backgrounds and opinions, but you're right. What sometimes when the conversation gets a little, you know, roundabout, sometimes you have to just be like, well, right now we are here, we're, we're all here for the same reason. And it's cutting down, you know, vegetation so that we can, you know, minimize the fuel for fires to come in. And, and we're here doing that work because that's what we're all here for. So yeah, totally. I think that's a very good point for sure. You almost have to have that ready, right? So if you're like, listen, I'm anti-politics in the workplace, but I'm all for this project we're working on today, you know, like help me with, you know, so almost have your response ready so that somebody doesn't catch you off guard because there's nothing worse than going down that rabbit hole because you weren't prepared to stop the conversation. So you just have to prepare for that, I think. That's a good point. Yeah, that's good. I think another thing too um, is around this idea of like impact versus intent or intent versus impact. And I think as we're, as we're having different conversations again about whatever the topic might be is like, is thinking through and being really careful if you're gonna start if you're going to bring up a, a topic that uh, might be difficult to talk about for either for you or for other people um, is to think through how what you're about to say is going to land on someone else. Mm. So regardless of if you meant it the best way possible, that might not be how somebody else, the impact that it has on someone else. And so I think putting that, the thought of that impact first of like, how might the people that I'm speaking to, how might they or that person take this information? Um, and, and trying to change the message a little bit. If you think that there's any way that it might, you know, make that person uncomfortable or make that person feel targeted or, or, um, or unwelcome or anything, um, is to try to like figure out how you can make sure that you're, you're getting that message across in a way that is actually going to have the intended impact, which is to maybe open up the conversation or to learn more about your coworkers or, um, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but I always think that's a, um like a good framing just like always remembering around around that now that's I good wanna, molly i mean that's like i was gonna say i have to, i want to challenge that a little bit um let's do it only because when i think about my career and how i danced around racism so often because i didn't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable i didn't want to make someone feel like you know they were on the defensive um i didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings yet the racism that I experienced was real. The racism in the workplace was real. And I also kept thinking it was going to hurt my career if I became that, you know, militant anti blah, 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 you know. And if I look back on it, I don't think it would have made a difference. Um, I don't think that if I had been very strong in my convictions, yes, there are going to be some people that I made feel uncomfortable. There are going to be some people who have certain opinions. But at the end of the day, they already, if you already have racism in the workplace, it's not going to all of a sudden, just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean it goes away or it's not there. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like what's been happening with these protests and all the social injustice platforms and conversations, I feel more confident about having that discussion and being strong in my convictions. When I do get back to work, I feel like, you know, I will very openly have a discussion around it, but talk about it from my perspective as opposed to telling someone what I think about them. It's like, here's what I've experienced and what I'm experiencing now. And maybe even having a couple of thoughts around how we can move forward and opening it up for that person to have 
ask me questions and feel comfortable enough asking me questions about it, but also not being the one to try to educate them on it. You know, that's not my role either. So I, I, I challenge that whole making people feel uncomfortable because there are certain topics like racism that always make people feel uncomfortable no matter what side you're on. Yeah, I, that's a great point. Thank you, Micah, for, for saying that. Because I agree. Like I, the, the idea, I guess, with like impact versus intent is not necessarily to avoid anyone feeling uncomfortable because like issues like racism, sexism, ageism, kind of all the isms that we've talked about before are things that we should talk about and people are going to feel uncomfortable about. But I guess the other part of what you just said is like the, the, uh, like the complementary part of intent versus impact is also using like I statements. So like, I'm feeling this, I'm experiencing this right now. This is what I think, you know, we could do better or this is what I'm, you know, this is what's happening to me um, or what I see is happening versus I think there's a, you know, I've witnessed people say things that uh, they mean with the best intentions, but they might put it on a, well, we are all doing this, or all of those people are doing that, or we, you know, and make these big, broad generalizations that then does make people feel uncomfortable in a very uh, unproductive way. Um, that like, that wasn't their intention. They didn't mean to, for it to come across that way, but like it did. And then it actually like stops any kind of like forward momentum and, and discussion. So I feel like there's a there's an interesting balance there um, that I think you you captured on both sides. And I'm I sure there's no accident that it's I and intent and impact, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. The three eyes. <laughs> yeah. You know you always gotta find that, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Easy reminder. Uh -huh. I feel like what I what I try and lead with in any situation, whether it's professional or personal, is I look for the the constant de-escalation of negativity within the conversation. So so whether or not something is brought up in, in the conversation and, and it becomes obvious that you're at odds with another person, I think that that's what the intent versus impact idea and the using like I statements are just talking about how your only experience, you know, explaining to someone your own experience, your perspective. And by doing that, you are, you, you know, you have to let the other person also have that venue to talk about their own I, I statements and their own experience. And by doing that, I think you just deescalate the, the yelling and the, well, this, well, I, here's the, th this information, let me shoot this information at you and all this stuff. It's more like, here's where I'm coming from. Where are you coming from? Because I feel like there's almost no situation where if you listen to someone's personal background, no one's going to be like, well, that's wrong. Your background is wrong. The way you, who you are is wrong. No one's going to say that. And if they do, then that's, that's probably they're wrong. But <laughs> I think that that's, that I feel like is the biggest thing and in, in is just I just try to de-escalate any of the negative emotions um, as much as possible and I, once I see them coming I'm like all right how can I turn this conversation not necessarily I don't necessarily have to back out of it but how can I pivot this conversation to be constructive in the in the situation and especially in a professional atmosphere if like like Micah says if she's been if someone's been experiencing racism constantly in the atmosphere you don't 
want to necessarily avoid that because that's just going to make the problem keep coming back. So how do you make it a constructive or positive conversation? You know, and that's like what I try and lead with, I guess. And I'm wondering if we can tie it back to our previous episode around um, well, we've talked about how you use advisors and you use people to help guide the conversation, looking for that, you know, if you're having a, if you are struggling with how to bring up a topic or how to approach someone, maybe talking to someone else around, you know, hey, I'm, I'm really having this issue. How can I frame it in a way, right, that the person will be more open to receiving it, whatever that is. And sometimes you might want to go to someone who knows that person. Because oftentimes you'll talk to someone and they'll say, oh, I know Joe or I know Jenny. She, you know, this is, these are her hot buttons. And, and you know, so you just do a little bit of um, preemptive, I guess, strategy or preemptive uh, research around that person, especially if that's someone you want to have a specific conversation around something sensitive. Right. That's a good point. The common ground a lot of times I feel like is you're, you all have the same boss, for example. So say you just go and you're like, all right, let's move this up or use your, use the resources around you. Cause not everything has to be on you. That's a good point. Yeah. Anisha, I'm sorry. I think we cut you off a while ago. You know, if I don't say it when I'm thinking about it, <laughs> I lose the thought. <laughs> no, okay, I remember. I was getting ready to say, um, you, I, was, I was getting ready to comment on you, Molly. I was going to say, you know, what you said, I agree, because that's communications 101. The first thing that they, you learn from a communications perspective is to consider your audience. Right. That's the first thing you learn, because on our hand, if, on our side, if you're trying to make your point, your point, your point, it can fall on deaf ears if you're not thinking about who you're, you know, who, who you're talking to. You know, um, so I was just saying I, I agreed with um, I, I agree with you. But I'm just, you know, honestly, I'm just listening to everybody's perspective. And and this, you know, these this sensitive topic discussion in, in the workplace is it's a tricky one you know it's it's a hard one i think to really give any concrete advice about to our to our um listeners because it it also depends on what type of organization do you work in right so i've worked in very small entrepreneurial environments where you might still be working with a founder and these people these aren't people who have gotten training and sensitivity and with the way you should say things and you know and and, and Absolutely. There have been times when people have said things they shouldn't have said and said it in a tonality that they shouldn't have used. Um, and in that environment, you might, how would you respond? Do you respond the same as if you're in a large organization that's HR and lawyered up where, you know, they're going to protect themselves? You know, it's such a, um, it, it's a, it's a really, um, it's tricky. It's, it's really challenging. So again, I would just advise our listeners to just tread lightly, do more listening than you do speaking. Um, listen to the parties that you're interacting with so you get a sense of where they stand. Um, and you don't always have to comment. I'm, I'm just being honest. You just don't always have to comment because some of these areas, some of these topics are, 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 are difficult. And sometimes you can't, um, express your point of view and not end up being hurt by it, you know, depending on the environment that you're in. So make sure you just really know the company that you work for, how are those, hand, how are those discussions handled? How are you perceived? You know, are you perceived as somebody that 
is always going to be, you know, go against everyone else. Like you have to take, take all of those things into consideration when you are getting ready to deal with a, a sensitive topic. And I, you know, I just want to say it's also okay to not say anything. Sometimes it's okay to not say anything. You don't have to always say something. Or you can say, you can always, sometimes it's better to wait, right? Let it sit with you and then come back to that person and say, hey, I just want to let you know, not, not trying to have a big debate about it or anything, but just let, letting you know how I received it and I thought about it overnight or thought about it the last couple of days. And I just want to let you know, you know, A, B, and C or you know, and then just leave it at that. Just so sometimes you just got to get it out of you and not let it sit and fester. So then the next time the person says something like, Hey, how's the weather? What do you mean? How's the weather? You know, like (laughs) it in, (laughs) and all of a sudden you're biting their head off because you're mad about something that happened a week ago. And they're like, I just asked about the weather, you know, right. right. Sometimes it's okay not to say anything. And sometimes it's okay to wait. You don't always have to respond immediately. Right. Right. That's true. And I, I feel like it's something I always forget is it's probably almost always okay to bring up something, even if it happened a long time ago. There's always a way, I think, to do that. Because I feel like we've been seeing this happen with a lot of people online who have, you know, made a comment or posted a tweet that like people will come after them and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know how it would be received and now I'm going to backtrack. And then they they do and they post they post a long apology and they say here's the actions that i'm going to take to change this in the same vein i feel like if you you know you're like you know this really didn't sit with me and i know they said it like two weeks ago but i'm going to just go and say look i've been thinking about this for a while here's here's how i received this and i just wanted to let you know i feel like it's never too late to go and do that um you know, yeah. unless, unless it's been like 30 years and they're not going to remember what they said, <laughs> there's that. But. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like you could actually improve a relationship with somebody that way. Yeah, that's true. And, and I gain their respect like, oh, okay. You know, if they're, if they're a decent person and you, you present it to them in the right, in a way that's, you know, not accusatory or putting them on the defense, maybe two out of the five things you say or one out of the three things you say they'll walk away with a different perspective but they'll have a respect for you that you came back to them and had that conversation yeah Um, and 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 the only thing i would add to that is if you decide to do that then always communicate from a place of facts right not not emotion right? Because our emotions, that's that what, you know, Micah said, you chew off somebody's head because they said, you know, maybe good morning, you know, that's coming from an emotional place. So if you do decide, you know what, I'm going to take, this is really bothering me. I'm going to take a couple days, just jot down the facts, make sure that when you go speak with the person that you're coming from that place, because it's hard for, well, I'm saying this and I'm, I'm doubting it as I'm saying it, but it can be hard for people to doubt the facts. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of that lately. But in the workplace, (laughs) let's say that, um, you know, if you operate from a place of facts, you know, you can usually also find some type of, 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 of common ground. So, yeah, yeah. As long as it's not COVID related. I'm sorry, I had to get that in. (laughs) Why? What do you mean if it's not COVID related? Because all the science has been ignored for the longest. I said I, sh- I said I shouldn't have gone there. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. You cut that out. 
Nope, it's a good point. That is a point. It's a fact. All right, James. Well, this has been really helpful for me thinking about, um, you know, the election is over now, but of course there will be more things to come. Politics is always a part of our life. And there are so many other topics as well. We've talked about race. We didn't talk about religion at all, but that comes up occasionally. Um, and all kinds of different uh, different topics and issues, some of which we really do need to talk about in the workplace to get them out and to really deal with them. Others, maybe not appropriate, maybe amongst certain groups it is. If you, you know, are you close to your coworkers or you know that it's, um, you know, it's a welcome conversation to have. Um, but this has been really helpful for me. Um, when thinking about how we can kind of navigate those those conversations and nicely remove ourselves from them too when we don't want to have them. It's just treating others with respect, right? Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, and treat others the way you would want to be treated. Yes. Nobody and knowing your own limits yeah. and when when you want to or don't want to participate, I feel like has been a big topic. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, dames, and thanks, listeners. Tune in next week for another episode. If you have any questions, email us at dametalk4 at gmail.com. That's dametalk and the number four at gmail. To learn more about us and these topics, check out our website at dametalkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is Dame Talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough.